Dark Fringe Radio. Will Martinez here with you guys tonight. Thanks for joining in. We've got a great episode for you guys tonight. Got my co-host on the line here with me tonight, Jay Galosi. Jay, what's up, brother? How's it going, my man? Very good, very good, man. Figured we uh, start this intro off a little bit of cranberries, a little tribute salute. Appropriate. Yeah. Appropriate. Very sad. Very sad. Yeah, it's been a rough week. There's been a couple of big deaths in the uh, in the media, but that was definitely one that, that shocked me because you know, 46. She's only a couple years older than us. Yep. Not old at all. So, but to get on the lighter side of things, um, we've been uh, trending very high, Jay. As far as social media is concerned, we've been on fire. So, I want to thank everybody who. Um, has uh, given your support uh, through all of the uh, social media, uh, Facebook, through Twitter, and uh, of course SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks so much for you know sharing all that information, uh, passing it along, and um, you know telling your friends about it. That's the most important thing. That's the only way that we're going to grow here too. You know we don't really spend money uh, on marketing. We just don't have you know the money for that. Obviously, we, everything's done organically here through you know uh, word of mouth, and so you know. Between Jay and I, we, we thank you for doing that. And, you know, please continue to do so. Um, as a reminder, on Twitter, uh, Dark Fringe Radio on Twitter. Uh, always check that out there. That's our main um, that's our main avenue for social media and also our Facebook. Uh, the same handle, Dark Fringe Radio as well. Uh, always catch us on SoundCloud uh, for the Android users on uh, Dark Fringe Radio as well on SoundCloud. And the same for iTunes for you iPhone users. Um, you can just uh, check out Dark Fringe Radio. Give a five-star liking. Uh, leave a great comment, and uh, we'll shout you out on the show. Um, anybody that does that, like we did last week, uh, we had a, uh, a person go on there and uh, give a, a great response, and we were able to shout them out. So please continue to do all that. Um, uh, oh, also another thing, Jay, I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you or not, but we're now on Instagram. So we're uh, we're with the young folks now on Instagram. So uh, you can follow us there at Dark Fringe Radio as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You know, we got to diversify. Uh, we got to diversify, my friend. So uh, we're there now on um, Instagram. No, I'm I'm proud. We're, we've we've expanded our horizon all the way to Instagram. I mean, we got to keep with the times. It's just uh, I know it's so much, and you have no idea. It's tough to handle all three of those things alone. You know, between Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, talk about a pain in the ass. That shit, and, you know, thank God for, like, there's certain apps out there like um, Hootsuite and, um, you know, for people that don't know, you know, there's apps that uh, you can download where you can kind of, like, make one post and it'll post to all your three social medias. You just kind of link all the accounts together. So it kind of makes things a lot easier. But if it wasn't for that, I mean, geez, I mean, just the utter time that it would take. To do that would be impossible. I'm so social. I'm so socially media backwards and delayed. I, I have uh, Facebook, and that would be about it. So uh, I don't know if you folks listening really understand how hard Will works to keep this uh, this train rolling with the wheels on it. Uh, I can promise you, I do little to next to nothing. It really is all him. Uh, so oh, thanks, he does a great Joe. job. And oh shucks. Oh no, it's you know, and I and I and I'm I'm happy that I could do it. You know what I mean? And um, you know, and as as long as I can, you know, continue to do it and uh, you know, 
keep continuing to give you guys the you know the, the cool stuff the information and you know cool topics and guests of course um that's what i care about and you know making sure that you guys get a quality podcast so um again the way to pay us back is you know go on the social media share uh tell everybody about us spread the word uh, the more people that know about us, the you know the better it'll be for us, and the better it'll be for you guys. So um, that's how it works. So uh, Jay, uh, you know it's been a few weeks now, but um, you know what time it is? It's time. Uh, it's time for three story, Monty. The thing I've been so bad at recently. <laughs> You've been kind of dreading it, right? You had a little bit of a you had a nice uptick at the beginning. Uh, when we started it, and then uh, you had a little bit of a downside the last uh, couple of weeks at the end there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I came out hot off the gate, and uh, the last few weeks I've definitely cooled off and uh, got a little, got a little burn in my chest right now. I'm nervous. <laughs> I want to screw this up, which means I'm probably gonna. All right. Well, just to catch everybody up on uh, this game, it's uh, a game we play called Three Story Money. Basically, um, two truths and a lie. I, I give Jay, you know, three stories here, and um, two out of the three of the stories are truths, and one of them is a lie. He, what he has to do is figure out which one's the lie, um, and that's pretty much it. Um, but the thing is, is that each one of these stories are just as crazy as the next, um, so it's kind of hard to decipher which one is true or real. So we'll jump right in, head first. Jay, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So number one on the list for tonight is man is arrested after punching ATM for giving him too much money back. My bitch better have my money. That sounds like a good one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never had that problem. Uh, let's see here. I okay. wouldn't be upset. No, I wouldn't be upset either. All right. Number two, woman gets $284 billion electric bill. Wonders whether it's because of her Christmas lights. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I can't. This is not okay right now. <gasps> That's uh, wonder what the, what kind of Christmas lights does she have going on over there? Like the Griswolds? Like I mean, seriously. That's a, that's a serious setup. That's got to be multiple yards. Yes. Uh, all hooked up into one one outlet. Yeah, exactly. And uh, last but not least, number three on the list, Jay, a uh, man microdoses on LSD, kills wife, dog, and then is later is arrested and found asleep in a bakery. Things got a little out of hand. So that's your number three for tonight. And uh, now that's up to you, Jay. Which one of the three is the false one? Which one's the not true? Is it the man arrested after punching ATM for giving him too much money back? Or is it woman gets $284 billion electric bill? Wondering if it's her Christmas lights that's causing it. Or is it number three, man microdoses on LSD, kills wife, dog, and later arrested, found asleep in a bakery. What do you got? Yeah, it's tough because all three could be true. And I, I want to say I heard a story about somebody getting a bad electric bill, uh, but it was a typo from FDL. So I'm going to go ahead and not, not go with B. I guess let's, let's go with A. Man punches ATM for giving too much money back. Ooh, Jay, it was actually oh. C. <laughs> yeah, man microdoses on LSD, kills wife and dog. And yeah, found in a bakery. That was completely my imagination there. So I, I I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but I had to come up with something last minute. <laughs> the ATM one sounded yeah. just too normal. Yeah, right. That's what I thought too. The ATM one is like way too normal, right? But no, the ATM. <sighs> yeah, the ATM one is true. Florida man was arrested Friday after reportedly punching an ATM because it was giving him too much money uh, during an incident in November. Michael Joseph Oleskisk 
number age 23 was charged with criminal mischief after Wells Fargo requested Coco police press charges against the man. Uh, law enforcement told Florida today that uh, Olasisk uh, was seen on surveillance footage standing at the ATM pummeling the electronic teller's touchscreen on November 29th. And uh, basically he was going ham on the ATM and then uh, he reportedly called Wells Fargo and apologized for the damage done to the teller machine but says he was angry at the ATM uh, because it was giving him too much money and he did not know what to do. So his uh, actions caused at least uh, $5,000 in damages and the uh, Wells Fargo branch in Cocoa, Florida requested the police press charges against them who was uh, later booked in Brevard County. So yeah, um, obviously, I think that uh, something of uh, uh, some substances were involved in that 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 instance. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah, I guarantee it. It's probably a little alcohol. Yeah, something <laughs> to fuel some some temper and and rage. <laughs> yeah, a little alcohol, a little meth, you know, something there, a little mix. It's... I mean, well, you, uh, the question is, what what alcohol? Because everybody reacts differently to different alcohol. That's true. You know, that's true. Uh, so, like, beer might make me. Uh, energetic and and happy, happy little spit fuck. Uh, whereas vodka makes me uh, suddenly sleepy James Bond. I just kind of sit there with my legs crossed and you know do my best Sean Connery. <laughs> or and then it's rum and then you uh, act like a drunken sailor and go crazy, right? Bar and I talk like a pirate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, then the uh, other true story was woman gets two hundred eighty four billion dollar electric bill. Wonder whether wonders whether it is her Christmas lights. Yeah, that was uh, a true one. You hit the nail on the head on that one, Jay. That was a typo from FPL. She was actually contemplating on how she was going to pay it back within the next year. Um, so, yeah, pretty funny story coming out of uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, where a woman it actually wasn't FPL. It was the local um, power source uh, utility for that area. But yeah, two hundred eighty-four billion. Could you imagine getting that bill, Jay? Uh, I might be like the guy who was touching the ATM, be all kinds of full of rage. I would be calling people and just cursing them out. Oh, I would be laughing my ass off. I'd be posting it on social media. I'd be like, yeah, check this out. Look at what bill's not going to get paid. Yeah, well, yeah, of course that bill's not going to get paid. But <laughs> for me, I'd say I go, I go with the angle of the rage because I've had to, to deal with electric companies with typos or, or miss, uh, billing me and, uh, and it can be a, it can be a pain in the ass to, to get them to concede. Yes, uh, that they made a mistake. That is so true. That is so true. Yeah, and um, you know it's it's it, between. I think it's like a tie between them and Comcast. I don't know if you ever dealt with Comcast customer service, but um, oh. yeah, I, it's I'd rather get like a rusty pipe shove up my ass before I even do that. Honestly. Well, yeah, Jay, I'm sorry. It looks like uh, you started off on a losing uh, note here, but there's always next week, and you know we can see where we go from there. But I wanted to remind all the listeners, um, our last week's guest, Ms. Dina Ray, her newest book, uh, The Sequel Volume 2, is available uh, currently on Amazon. Um, if you guys um, are into conspiracy theories and a little bit of fiction mixed together, um, I think it's a great recommendation for you guys to check that out. Ms. Dina Ray, she has um, also a... Um, a uh, blog um, you can catch at Dina Ray Right Stuff dot blogspot dot com. That's Dina. That's D I N A R A E W R I T E S T U F F 
www.blogspot.com. You can check uh, her daily blog there, and uh, all her books are available on Amazon. So please check that out. Uh, again, Ms. Dina Ray, our guest from last week. So uh, let me see if I have anything else here as far as uh, housekeeping. No, that's pretty much it. Um, I mentioned to everybody the Instagram. Uh, check that out as well. Always um, please um, you know, stay on top of the iTunes and SoundCloud. So uh, anything else for the intro, Jay? No. No, I think you uh, you kept it all tidy and up, uh, upright and uh, in its correct position. Yeah, and um, again, what we were talking about at the beginning at the uh, – the intro, we were playing that Cranberry song. Yeah, the, the Cranberry's lead singer passed away on Monday. That's uh, Dolores O'Rordian. So, um, yeah, the lead singer. Yeah, uh, O'Rordian. Yeah, sure. O'Rordian. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 46. And, um, you know, it's just a very sad situation. And, um, you know, again, you know, just we can only appreciate the music that she was uh, able to give us uh, during at least our, you know, our adult time. You know, that's we grew up listening to that music, right, Jay? Oh, I mean, the Cranberries were huge. It was, she, they were in She's All That. Yeah. Uh, no girl will ever do the slow walk downstairs and you hear that Kiss Me song from them. I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, they were, they were a, a big portion of our of our high school years, for sure. Uh, you know, it, it's sad to see somebody so so young. Yes. Uh, past. Yep, you're absolutely right. And, you know, again, you know, uh, it, it just... It, we can only, you know, enjoy the what we have left, and which is the music. So, um, you know, again, that was our tribute to uh, Miss Dolores at the beginning there of the show, and uh, rest in peace. So, um, but did, besides, did that, you hear that Keith Jackson, uh, the the voice of football, passed away as well? Yeah, yeah, on the same day. Yeah, yeah. It's very crazy, you know, that these things come in threes, like they say. And um, has there been a third one? I know it's been Keith Jackson. Has been her. Has there been a third one yet? Uh, I actually read the sophomore quarterback for Wisconsin, uh, one of the teams that oh, – well, actually, I think that the Miami Hurricanes played them in their final game. He committed suicide. I don't know if it was how recent it was, but it had to be fairly recent because I'm pretty sure he was wow. the quarterback that, that beat up on the U. Wow, really? So, that's, I mean, I, that's amazing. Yeah, that's... Uh, they, found him, they found him in his apartment, 21 years old, with a oh, gunshot man. to the head. That's sad, you know, and uh... – you know, you, you don't know what people are going through. And again, you don't know if it's, you know, any kind of substance issues or maybe if it's CTE or whatever the case may be, you know, it, it's just sad to see somebody so young lose their life. But anyways, um, you know, to get off, you know, off that, you know, sad note and somber note, you know, rest in peace to those people. And, um, you know, like I said, all we can do now is just enjoy, you know, what they've left behind. So, um, again, Will Martinez here with uh, Jay Galosi, uh, your host for tonight. We're going to be getting into the Mandela effect tonight and be jumping into that topic. And um, if you guys never heard of that before, it's pretty serious and interesting, um, you know, uh, conspiracy theory. But uh, very interesting nonetheless. We'll jump that uh, jump into that here in a second. Uh, and uh, me and Jay will pick that apart. All right. So, uh, again, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. That's the website. Again, Dark Fringe Radio on all social media. Please follow, check it out, and uh, we'll be back. Hi, I'm Dina Ray, and I'm an author of seven books. My latest books are the bestseller and the sequel. I'm with Dark Fringe Radio.
All right, Jay. So, uh, you know, we uh, started talking about some topics, you know, what to talk about here. And um, the Mandela effect is something that I brought up to you. And um, I'm, I'm not sure you ever heard of it before. And then I, I know you did some research, right? Yeah, I did some reading up on it because um, I never heard it coined as, uh, as the Mandela effect. Um, you know, when you first brought it up, first thing I jumped to was, you know, I, of course, I think of Nelson Mandela and I'm thinking, is this, you know, something you catch in prison? Is is this something that happens once you overthrow a government? Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of what, what exactly the Mandela effect was, but as I read, to see that it was, it's like false memories and how the brain uh, processes memories uh, and how it kind of fills in blanks that maybe weren't really there. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting, um, you know, theory. Yeah. Just like you said, it's a phenomenon which a large number of people share false memories of past events. Uh, basically, it's referred to as um, confabulation. So basically, everybody remembers this one thing. Maybe one person said it wrong and it just caught on from that point on. And then that's the only thing that we remember. And there's like a million examples of these things. I, I never even knew that there were so many. I mean, I knew about the Mandela effect because it was named after Mandela because of people thinking that he died in prison. And then people don't remember that he actually didn't die in prison. He died many years after that you know, out, out of prison. So, you know, and to be quite honest with you, I remember it that way too. I remember, you know, the way I remember it was that he died in prison. I don't remember him coming out of prison and dying after afterwards. I mean, I don't know how you remembered it, but that's not how I remembered it. Yeah. I was pretty sure he, he had passed away in prison. So when I read that he didn't, and that's kind of why they coined the term Mandela effect. Um, I was shocked because I, I really, I could have swore I remember hearing about him dying in prison like in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly when I thought that happened as well. Um, and there's like a million of these examples. Um, another very popular one is the Berenstein Bears one. Uh, have you heard about that one, Jay? No, I have not. Yeah, so do you remember the Berenstein Bears, the the book back you know when we yeah. were young? Okay, so it was like a group of like a family of bears, right? And it was the mom mm-hmm. and the dad and the brother and the sister, and I think there was a baby bear as well. And nonetheless, it was called the Berenstein Bears, but some people remember it as bearing stein bears so instead of b-e-r-e-s-t-e-i-n it was b-e-r-e-s-t-a-i-n and so there's like people that have like this false memory of it being bearing stein bears instead of bearing steen bears so you know it's like this effect that you know people just unfortunately remember it one way or the other another example is oscar meyer the the logo for oscar meyer you know, they, um, some people remember it. My baloney has a first name. <laughs> exactly. Remember? And, um, it used to be O S C A R and then M E Y E R. That's how I remember it. But then there's some people that remember it as O S C A R M A Y E R. So again, there's these, all these false memories, you know, I'll, you know, and some people remember it one way. Some people remember it another. And, um, yeah. Well, I was going to say that it seems like, um, and I actually, there's a show I watched called uh, Adam Ruins Everything, and they kind of talked about when they were going through way that the ways that went down, and he was saying that even an eyewitness can be wrong because um, they'll misremember things, not necessarily trying to mislead or uh, lean one way or the other, 
But anytime there's a, a gap or a missing portion of your memory or something that your brain just couldn't uh, process, it tends to fill in the blanks, utilizing whatever it has available uh, and tends to be from your own personal point of view. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny how we do that. And, and you know, people tell me, I, I you know, I talk to lawyers all the time. Eyewitness testimony is the worst kind, believe it or not, because of that, you know, that very reason. You know, people misremembering things and how things happen, and it's just not clicking, you know, completely correctly in their head because everybody has their own rendition of what happened. So, yeah, eyewitness testimony is, is, is very poor, um, according to many people that I've talked to. So, yeah, you have the Berenstein Bears thing. You have the Oscar Mayer thing. There's so many other, you know, examples. The Star Wars thing, the Luke, I'm your father. You know, he know, you know he didn't say that, right, in the movie? Well, what I, I believe he says, uh, he doesn't actually say, Luke, I'm your father. He says that he was Anakin. Uh, Luke yells no, and he says, search your feelings, Luke. You know it to be true. I believe that's how it goes. Yeah, he actually said, no, I am your father. That's, that's what he actually said. He said, no, I am your father. So, I mean, everybody, rem- yeah, that, and that's exactly, see, that's how you remembered it one way. I remembered it as Luke, I am your father. And that's none of, the, none of it's true. It's no, I am your father. And that's exactly how he said it in the movie. And that's another example of the Mandela effect. And, you know, a lot of people think that it's not just a mis-memory or, you know, a missed uh, recollection of a memory, but maybe an alternate universe where things like this are the same in another universe, but slightly different. Um, another example was the, um, the McDonald's um, logo. You know, everybody knows the Golden Arches, right? And it says McDonald's, right? Is it M-A-C Donald's or is it M-C, you know, Donald's? Which one is it? Some people have as it, you know, being remembered as M-A-C Donald's or just M-C Donald's. So, again, another... You know, another misrepresentation of what uh, what people remember. And, and this, there's, again, many, many, many instances of this. And, you know, a lot of people, again, say that, you know, it is maybe an alternate universe that, you know, just kind of overlaps sometimes. And, you know, people just misremember these things. No, I, I got this video, Jay, I want to um, share real quick. And it's uh, regarding the Mandela effect. And maybe just to help everybody along here. Hold on one second, okay? Yeah. Is it Baron's... Dean Bears or Berenstain Bears? Luke, I am your father. Uh, I am your father, Luke. Did Tank Boy get crushed? Because I seem to remember that, like blood and guts. First appearing in 2010, the Mandela Effect has been used to describe the phenomenon in which a large number of people share false memories of past events. Some say it's just a failure of collective memory, while others have speculated that it's the result of a parallel universe spilling into our own, one in which the false memories really happened. Just know I am your father. I actually believe the parallel universe theory because I have a distinct memory of not losing my virginity to zip face Bobby Holster in the band room closet, but actually losing it to Ryan Gosling on board a yacht in the south of France. Blogger Fiona Broom coined the term Mandela Effect in 2010 to describe a collective false memory she discovered at the DragonCon convention, where she and many others she met believed that former South African President Nelson Mandela died in prison in the... Nothing good happens at DragonCon, Jay. 
Well, I mean, first off, you have the words Dragon Con. <laughs> I mean, that right there is a good indication that it's going to go awry. Yeah, something, not, something good's not going to happen, right? It's like a furry convention. Have you heard of a furry? You know what furries are, Jay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you do? You know what a furry is? I don't is? like admitting that because it's fun, some weird shit. But yeah, I know what a furry is. And the thought of a furry convention is... Dude, they had one. I in... mean, if anybody listening is into it, you know. To each his own. Good for you. Yeah. But, yeah. but listen, yeah, come on. Weird. Yeah. The 1980s. How the topic of Nelson Mandela first came up at a Dragon Con remains a mystery. So then Mandela actually does die in 2013, but a bunch of idiots think Morgan Freeman is Mandela. So now the Mandela effect makes a bunch of people think Freeman is dead, when in fact Freeman is alive, but played Mandela in that movie with Matt Damon about a time when he was still alive. Mandela, not Matt Damon. Shortly after coining the term, Broom started a website, MandelaEffect.com. In December 2013, the Mandela Effect subreddit was launched for discussions about the phenomenon. Oh, God. Now a bunch of people are going to think Matt Damon's dead. Wait, Matt Damon is dead? And on December 8th of 2016, Redditor Kark posted an infographic containing various Mandela Effect examples to subreddit Mandela Effect. Is it Oscar Mayer or Oscar Mayer? And does the Monopoly guy have a monocle? Spoiler alert, he don't. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Yeah, did you know that, Jay? The, the Monopoly guy does not have a monocle? You know that, that... Yes, I did. You did know that, huh? I totally thought he did have one. Dude, Monopoly is one of my all-time favorite games. The only person in any kind of marketing that wears a monocle consistently is the peanut guy. That's true. Never thought of it. That That's guy. Yeah. How, or how about the the Orville Redenbacher guy? How about that guy? He doesn't wear a monocle. He, he actually wears like the little wireframe glasses. You're right. See? Fucking shit. Pet Damon. But Ryan Gosling is fine, right? Yeah, so that's a little video um, regarding the Mandela effect there. Um, and yeah, again, like I said, there's a million, a million examples of this, man. I mean, it's it, it's crazy. Um, like, for instance... Another... You know the one, Go ahead. I, I, as I was looking it up, that I found to be most... And I, like, obviously, the, uh, you know, Luke, I am your father is super misquoted. Yes. But there's another one from uh, Dirty Harry. Which the, one? Uh, Do You Feel Lucky? Yeah, that, the, where he's pointing the 45? That wasn't what he said. He, what did he say, Jay? That quote... He he goes. Uh, this is a forty-four Magnum, the most powerful handgun, and it would blow your head off. So you've got to ask yourself one question: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you punk? And not the traditional: Do you feel lucky, punk? Which we've all said anytime we wanted to feel like we were a badass about to do something that we knew we could do. Oh yeah, so right before you like just tee off on somebody's jaw. He's like, do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> You're right, cross. <laughs> Well, I mean, if that's the way you want to go, that's fine. I maybe, maybe if somebody is at a red light and they're revving their engine, they see that they're against the Toyota Corolla or they're a Toyota Supra, and they're like, "Do you feel lucky, punk?" Yeah, there I mean, you go. Sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm so violent. That's but yeah, it, it you are so violent. I know. Gotta, I gotta look into that. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's just it's it's crazy. I mean. We have all these mis, you know, recollections of all these things. Um, you know, the Oscar Mayer thing. Also, Looney Tunes. That's another thing um, that um, is a real big popular one. Is it Looney Tunes? Is it Looney? And then T O O N S or T U N E S? Hmm. 
Which one is it? Uh, T-O-O-N-S. <laughs> Which one is it, Jay? T-O-O-N-S. Yeah. There you go. But a lot of people remember it the other way around. So, and I, you, well, you look at it, you I, wouldn't think I of it, see, you know? Well, I could see where people do that because it was, Looney Tunes was produced by Mary Melodies, so they always had the Looney Tunes inside the, uh, the like, musical notes. So I could see where people would think it was T-U-N-E-S. Yeah, yeah. But being that Bugs Bunny was my first role model and the first person I wanted to grow up to be like, admittedly so, uh, I remember, I know it was T-O-O-N-S. Yeah, that's, that's, that's funny. Yeah, uh, so, you know, again, this, uh, you know, Mandela effect, it's a, uh, they say it's a pattern that happens in, you know, through the time-space continuum, that's another theory, that, you know, what happens is eventually there's, like, ripples, and you'll get, like, these errors, and this is, like, an example or or a, or a byproduct of that. So that's a, also another, you know, theory regarding that. But it's, it's you know, is it possible, you know, is it, do you think there are alternate realities and parallel dimensions that are, you know, beside ours, Jay? Well, I definitely think that there are alternate realities and parallel dimensions because, again, mathematically speaking, the universe is so expansive and so large that there's no way for us to, it's almost over self-involved to believe that one line of time, there's only one line of, of the universe and everything that happens right now is so important because it's us, uh, when in reality we are less than a speck of dust on the, on the grand scheme of things. So I believe there's other alternate realities and, and other timelines. And if it really is like a stream, you know, if you, if you can imagine it like being a, a stream, Streams cross each other all the time, all over the place. Yeah. So do. a stream of consciousness, the stream of reality, there's no reason why that ripples from one couldn't end up leading to another and causing some form of uh, effect. And it would, and it would be it would be so minuscule and so minute um, that no one would really know unless it was pointed directly out to you. Prime example, uh, we did the episode about, uh, about police because of, uh, of me being you know, surrounded by, by those officers, and we talked about it, and I said right at the beginning that the way I told the story for the first, you know, few days after it happened, until you sent me the audio and I could actually hear it, the two were totally different. So it could be something as, as slight as that. In my mind, I, I remember acting a certain way until I heard the audio, and then everything kind of cleared up. So, you know, wasn't a mis- was it me misremembering? Was it uh, something greater than that? I mean, I think that particular example is just me being a moron. But there's nothing to say that there aren't other examples, something like the Looney Tunes, that an entire population remembers wrong because we just didn't. If there was something kind of crossed through it. Yeah. Makes sense, and you know it's it's funny you mentioned the the whole police thing. Yeah, that was one thing that I it came back into my mind too because, you know, that was I remember you telling me that that was like not the way you remembered it. And again, you know, it's not that you were stupid or anything. It was just that maybe you were under a very heightened um, amount or you know amount of stress during that point where you know your memory wasn't going to serve you very correctly in that moment, especially you know being under that amount of stress. So, you know, I can understand why you didn't remember that correctly. So. But uh, yeah, again, another thing that I I wanted to make a you know a note of is that you know we're talking about these alternate realities and 
You know, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast, and he has a, um, a recurring guest on there. He's one of his friends, Ari Shafir. He's a, a comedian. He has a show on Comedy Central, and, you know, very well-known comedian, uh, very well, you know, spoken, uh, very intelligent guy. And um, <clears throat> I remember him talking about a, um, a moment that he had. I think he um, ended up doing Salvia. I want to I say it was Salvia. It was either Salvia or DMT. One of the two. And basically, uh, I'm not sure if you know anything about either or, Jay, but, you know, the Salvia DMT, that um, basically opens up another, basically a, another universe to your, to your mind. It opens up a, another, you know, uh, reality. And he was talking about when he, he, he took that drug and he, he kind of mentioned that for the next, like, month or so that he was living, like, in another life. Like, he had this whole recollection of another life that he was living and, you know, gave, like, high, a high, you know, aptitude of detail uh, about what he was doing in the this other life, all the things that he did, the people that he knew, the conversations that he had. And this went on for, like, two months. And, you know, it seemed like he was there for, like, three or four years. So is is that possible? I mean, I mean, is that something that if if somebody told you if that was possible, would you go down that rabbit hole, Jay? Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Part of me wants to say I, I, you don't want to be closed-minded to anything, and if we could learn something from an alternate reality or or a different stream of consciousness, uh, then it would serve us to to take that step. But on the other hand, I have enough trouble managing this particular singular stream of consciousness. I probably get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get you. I get you. I mean, but if there was somebody who said, you know, hey Jay, take the red pill, and then you take the red <laughs> pill, you're going to see things clearer, and you're going to see another. You're going to be piercing the veil of reality. That have to. I mean, you would kind of have to take a you know a gander at that no well it definitely gives you a lot of a lot of uh food for thought um but again you you have to be willing to you have to weigh the risk of piercing that veil now i'm not saying there's any you should always want to be as into the moment as possible you should always want to have as much information around you uh, let's say piercing that particular veil um, in, in reality, you know, prime example, right? You're talking about using the, taking the red pill like the matrix. Okay, so what if, you know, right now I'm in my house, we're doing this podcast, but if that, I take that red pill, I'm no longer actually, I'm then in the real world. In the real world, I'm part of a, a harvest of humans to, to feed, to fuel these robots. Well, that also means that my wife, my kids, my friends, they're all part of that too, and I'd have no way of finding them. I don't know if I can handle that. So you have to, you have to weigh everything that you, you stand to lose to gain consciousness or, or to, to maybe, like you said, pierce the veil of the supposed reality because if you do that, uh, you could stand to lose more than you might be able, might be able to handle. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard of people taking DMT before and, um, you know, basically getting to a point where they just can't handle it. Um, you know, it, it becomes too 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 much for them, uh, too overbearing, um, you know, and it, 
for some people, I guess it, it could be something that, you know, it would be enjoyable. And I guess for some people it couldn't be because some people just can't, you know, just like the movie, some people just can't handle the truth. You know what I mean? And, you know, when people take no, this, exactly. yeah, when, when people take this DMT, this dimethyltriphaline or whatever the hell it's called, uh, you know, it's a natural occurring substance that we have in our body already. It's not something that it's like foreign. It, we have it in our body. So it's just weird that all of a sudden that if we smoke it in a pipe or a bong or whatever, you know, it, it just gives us this effect. And yeah, you're right. I mean, if you do go past that certain step and you, you know, you start seeing things for what they truly are. Do you have the, the mat, you know, the mental strength to be in a state of awareness at that point as well to say, okay, I know where I'm at. I know what this is, this is, or I kind of don't know what this is, but I know that I need to come back at some point as well. So, you know, really interesting stuff, you know, that DMT and, you know, psilocybin, you know, those magic mushrooms and, you know, things like that. It's, 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 it's very interesting because, you know, they're um, doing very uh, uh, advanced works with um, uh, uh, amnesia. De- amnesia and uh, dementia. Yes. And so they're using this uh, DMT for, you know, amnesia and dementia patients. And it's really helping them and actually reversing the effects of, uh, you know, the, these, you know, debilitating um, illnesses. And it's just it's amazing that, you know, we're still, you know, at, at the infancy of, you know, learning about all this stuff and, you know how it all kind of comes together, you know, with this DMT and psilocybin mushrooms and how can it really affect, you know, human, you know, consciousness and help really help the brain and heal it as well. And again, you know, it all goes, you know, comes together with the Mandela effect and us misremembering, you know, different, you know, streams of consciousness, but all very interesting stuff, you know, to say the least. So, uh, Jay, anything else for the Mandela effect on your end here? Well, I mean, only, only a few more examples of, small sample sizes prime example is you and i lost contact for years you know we, we friends in fourth grade but we lost contact for a really long time yes and i've only recently kind of you know reconnected and i remember when we you know i took my wife and kids over to your house and we were hanging out i was there watching the uh, the mcgregor fight and i was i was explaining to my wife and kids how you and i first met and you and I have slightly different recollections of that particular instance. And, and again, I don't, it's not because either one of us are necessarily lying or trying to embellish the truth or anything like that, but it's funny how something so small, again, in the grand scheme of everything, but it, I could tell, like, I, I remember it clear as yesterday. <laughs> At least we think we remember it clear as yesterday, right? I mean, okay, maybe yesterday wasn't a good day because I had maybe drink a bucket of beer, but you get what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, you understand, but but you understand what I'm saying too. You know, you know what I mean. I I I will sit here and say, damn it, I remember it clear as day too. You know what I mean. And then and the third person will. Oh, you know, I know you. That's the thing. And that's the thing. That's, that's, the, thing. that's the whole question. Uh, you know, like my, my dad always used to say, um, "There's three sides to every story: yours, mine, and the truth." And that's just so right. I kind of think. I kind of think that the uh, the Mandela effect kind of plays part and partial with that. Uh, you know, there could be streams of subconsciousness that go so deep that our brain just can't handle it. That's why anybody experimenting with some of those psychedelic drugs or even the the, the stuff we were talking about a minute ago where the, the guy had a, a total change of consciousness and remembers years over, you know, a few months of a totally different reality, there's, there's more... 
there's so much to, our, to the human brain that we don't yet understand that we can't uh, figure out. So, I, I mean, who really knows exactly what go, what's going on? I, again, you and I have two different memories of, of a very pivotal moment in our life where you and I met and became best friends and, you know, fourth grade. So it, it really led us down a path that has led us to here where we are now. And for the two of us to remember such a pivotal moment, even though, again, in the grand scope, it's such a minute moment, but it's huge for our lives and for us to remember it differently, that, that says something. You know what I mean? It does. It says a lot. And, um, you know, and you're absolutely right. You said, you know, you said it perfectly. You, you, you remember it one way and I remember it completely, you know, uh, another way, you know, it maybe it not be so, you know, diverse and, you know, what exactly happened, but, you know, small details, uh, can be completely different. And, you know, and again, that's just another maybe representation of the Mandela effect. And, um, you know, it's a very interesting, you know, theory, a uh, very interesting topic because it, it really kind of uh, weaves itself into many different things, especially, the, you know, the parallel dimension stuff. And then, you know, that goes into, you know, a, a plethora of other different avenues as well. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, um, as far as the Mandela effect, you know, it could be very, it's very plausible. I mean, what do you think? Oh, I definitely think it's, it's plausible. It's, again, there's, there's so much that we don't understand or don't comprehend. Um, it would be foolish for us to think so close-mindedly that we know that we know everything about anything. Very true. Very true. All right. Well, that's uh, that's a wrap for the Mandela effect. Um, you know, that's uh, that's it for that. And um, next week uh, we'll have um, Dylan Sicosio, I should say, and um, he's an author. Uh, he's written a couple books, and he's going to be getting on here and talk about that. And a very interesting individual. And uh, I hope you guys will enjoy that conversation. I truly enjoyed it. Um, really didn't know what to expect. And I was uh, very pleasantly surprised and had a hell of an experience with uh, Dylan. So um, you guys will be getting that next week. Um, but uh, to start, uh, you know, to top things off for the week, Jay, anything you've watched lately that uh, you want to recommend to the uh, listeners? Well, my what to watch is um, it's actually, it's kind of an old school movie. Uh, it's called Pool Hall Junkies. Pool Hall Junkies. I don't remember seeing that one, Jay. Who's in that one? Uh, the only the only actor of notable mention is Christopher Walken is in it. It's kind of a low-budget movie about this uh, pool hustler um, who is grappling with the reality that the one thing he's good at, the thing he's best at, is kind of being a con man, but he's a really good guy. He doesn't want to be a con man. He just wants to be a great pool player. Um, you know, he kind of got misled when he was younger. And you see him go through kind of the the rap of being a hustler and trying to – he uses these skills to end up getting a job selling RVs. But the best part of the entire thing, um, being, I'm sure you can even pull up uh, on YouTube, if you pull up Christopher Walken, the lion speech, there's a speech that Christopher Walken gives this pool hustler – because uh, Christopher Walken ends up becoming a backer, and it's the best and most motiv- motivational speech ever. Really, I, I've never ever. heard of it. I'm, that's something I've never even heard. I've never even heard of the movie. It, uh, you know, I don't know when it came out. I want to say it was maybe early two thousands. Hold on, I think I, I found it here on YouTube. Here, hold on a second, okay? Yep. Hold on. You watch those nature documentaries on the cable? Yeah. 
You see the one about lions? Yeah. Look at this lion. He's the king of the jungle. Huge mane out there. He's laying down under a tree in the middle of Africa. He's so big. He's so hot. He doesn't want to move. Now, the little lion comes. They start messing with him. Biting his tail, biting his ears. He doesn't do anything. The lioness, she starts messing with him. Coming over, making trouble. Still, nothing. Now, the other animals, they notice this. And they start to move in. The jackals. Hyenas. They're barking at him, laughing at him. They nip his toes and eat the food that's in his domain. They do this, and they get closer and closer and bolder and bolder, till one day, that lion gets up and tears the shit out of everybody, runs like the wind, eats everything in his path. Because every once in a while, the lion has to show the jackals. Who he is. It's too late to be scared. It's time to kill. I'm going to the other room. You come out when you're ready. Don't beat him. Kick his ass. Powerful shit there, Jay. Tell me you're not jacked up. There you go. That's that's uh it's a hell of a motivation speech. That's I mean that's it's classic Christopher Walken, but there's there's other examples of that in the uh, in the movie. Um, it's a great movie. It, it's a bit of a cult classic. Um, it's definitely not a big production value, but the story is good. Um, it, it's it's an entertaining movie, and uh, I, I suggest everybody if you get an opportunity. It's not going to be easy to find. You're probably going to have to go on to uh, eBay, maybe Amazon, try to buy the DVD. But it's well worth whatever you're going to end up getting charged for such a, a straight-to-DVD movie. Uh, it's a great movie, though. Cool. Very good, man. Uh, my recommendation uh, this week for what to watch is Black Mirror. I'm not sure if, uh, if you've seen this on uh, Netflix or not, uh, Jay, but uh, it's a, uh, a Netflix original series, Black Mirror, and it's an anthology series, like, um, for instance, like uh, Tales of the Dark Side or, you know, Tales of the Crypt or anything like that. Uh, but it's not horror. It's um, it's it's a kind of like a futuristic sci-fi um, but it is kind of like a horror in a way because uh, it basically talks about, you know, how technology and humanity are, you know, how ugly it gets between the two and how the lines of uh, reality kind of get blurred. Um, and it's, it's just a fantastic, fantastic show. If anybody hasn't seen Black Mirror on Netflix, I definitely recommend to, you know, watch the very first episode of season one, I mean, just leaves you in complete awe. Not a lot of TV shows have you know, done that uh, for me in, in, a, in a long time. So I, I definitely would say um, if you ever had a chance, Jay or anybody else who's listening to this podcast, watch Black Mirror because <laughs> it'll definitely entertain you. Uh, so check that out on Netflix, Black Mirror. Okay. Uh, Jay, um, last but not least, um, who do you have for Dick of the Week, man? Well, my Dick of the Week. I've been waiting for this, by the way. You've been You've been talking this up for like a few days now. Go ahead. My dick of the week is me. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> why, why are you calling yourself the dick of the week, Jay? Come on. So this happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had actually about a month ago, 
uh, I had an incident. I shoot pool in the league, and some people can get very serious about about this league, and they take themselves very seriously. And I'm not saying I, I'm I haven't gotten over competitive or taken myself too seriously. Uh, I try not to generally. Uh, but I was playing this this older man about a month ago. His name is Dennis. Um, he's maybe five feet tall, ninety pounds, soaking wet. Um, and when I say old, I mean old. He's got to be in his seventies. And he and I were shooting, and he called his ball in one pocket um, and then shot the ball in the other pocket, and I called him on it. Now, maybe he suffered from the Mandela effect because he swears to God he changed his call, and I know he didn't because I watched him very closely. Mandela uh, effect in he, the making. He he has a habit of doing these kinds of things. Ah. So, um, you know, and I was working on – that was my last game, and if I had beat him, I'd have had a perfect night. Uh, so him, him making that shot and ended up in a good position to win actually and ended up costing me my, my perfect night. So I, I was a bit upset about it, and uh, and I called him on it. And I, and I, you know, pretty much called him a, a, a liar and a, and a sack of shit. <laughs> and he yeah, a little old man. Oh, I can't stress that enough. <laughs> so Strong-arming uh, old man at a pool hall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's like fucking Mr. Magoo, and I'm like, you're a sack of shit. You're wrong. So, uh, you know, uh, but I'm not going to stand there and argue with him. I was like, all right, you know, go ahead. You, you fine. Do what you got to do. Yeah. He ended up winning the game. He ended up making the day fall on the very next shot. Uh, he came over to me a couple minutes later, and he was apologizing and telling me, I, Jay, I promise you, I really, I called the other pocket. I really, really did. You can say that all you want. I know right. actually what happened. I watched you very closely. You didn't change the shot. You put the ball in the wrong pocket. But it's like, it's whatever. It's done and over with. There's nothing going to happen now. Whatever. Right. So he offered to buy me a beer and apologize. I was like, you know what, Dennis? I appreciate what you're offering. You know, we're good. It's water under the bridge. Like, I really had let it go and, and was ready to move on. Uh, and I thought it was very generous of him to offer me a beer. It's kind of a piece, you know, bear the hatchet kind of thing. You know, whatever. So... I don't realize how badly I affected him until a few weeks later. I was actually, I had to skip my pool league for my company party. And my, my wife, Rachel had gone and shot cause she shoots on the team with me and we were shooting Dennis's team. So Dennis finds my wife, asks her if I was there and she said, no, I, I had to work. So he asks her if he can give her something to give to me. So, Apparently that night he had gone home and explained to his wife what had happened and asked her to make this little sock snowman puppet that I guess his wife makes. <laughs> These very cute little puppets. Oh, the story's getting better and better by the minute. As an apology. What did you do, Jay? And I felt like such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma broke you down with his sock puppet. Man, I felt I feel I felt this bad. <laughs> Like, I really didn't think I made that big of a deal about it, but I, I apparently was such an asshole to him that weeks later, he, he sought my wife out to make sure that he gave, that he gave this gift to my wife uh, on, on their behalf as, like, an apology for calling the ball in the wrong pocket. I mean, really, again, the grand scheme, not a big deal. I got over it minutes later. I appreciate him apologizing then, but apparently I, I was so... He felt I was so angry with oh, him. Oh, boy. And the only reason why his father thought that was because of the things I said to him. Uh, and even when I accepted the apology, I'm like, 
Dennis, it's fine. You, you never convinced me that you called the other pocket. It's fine. Right, Whatever. It's right. done. Yeah. So, yeah. He oh, had his wow. wife make a crap as like a, <laughs> a bridge to, yeah. I'm a dick. What a dick. I'm the dick of the week. <laughs> oh, Jay. Well, this episode is dedicated to Dennis. Dennis, you were dedicating this episode of the podcast to Dennis. You're a good man. Don't let Jay be a dick to you anymore. He's a dick. Next time you see him, punch him in the throat, okay? Dennis, this episode is dedicated to you, Dennis. So, My dick of the week is Jeff Sessions, that son of a bitch. Uh, And he's the dick of the week because he is, um, you know, uh, basically making it harder and harder for these states to pass marijuana laws uh, that will help and save millions and millions of lives and people get off opiates and uh, help people... Stop having seizures and uh, so on and so forth. So, so that's my dick of the week. <clears throat> so, um, again, uh, I am Will Martinez, Jay Galosi, uh, my co-host for tonight, and of course, again, the episode is dedicated to Dennis. Dennis, you're the man. So, uh, anything else for you to, tonight, Jay? Uh, nothing else from this current week, Dick. No. All right. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, listen. Thanks again for um, you know jumping on the podcast with me. Um, next week we'll have. Uh, Dylan Sicosio uh, jumping on here talking about his books and uh, we'll be talking about all that here uh, next week so again uh, I am Will Martinez with uh, my co-host Jake Losey and uh, we wish you guys a good night and uh, again, again please uh, you know go on social media like and share everything you can from us and uh, put out the good word again anything else for you that's it keep listening keep moving keep us growing thank you everybody for listening and for your support we'll see you soon and talk later awesome alright guys have a good night <laughs>